All right, let's begin. Welcome back let's to begin. the second episode of Girls Across the Pond. Episode two. I'm surprised we made it this far. <laughs> My God, you don't know what happened behind the scenes between episode one, one and episode, and episode two. two. Uh, yeah, there were a lot of troubleshooting issues, but we're here. And we're getting it worked out. So we appreciate if you're a listener, if you're sticking with us while we figure out all the technical things. Um, But we promise that because we're learning, that it'll get better as we go. So the more episodes we pop out, just like the better quality they're going to be each time. (laughs) So tune in to see it get better. (laughs) So tune in to episode 75. (laughs) Let's just fast forward. Uh, Grab a cup of coffee and hang with us. We are Girls Across the Pond. I'm Joan. Joan, you're in England. I'm in England. I am Ellen and I'm in America. But where in America? We've just moved again, and I'm sitting in a room full of boxes. I'm sitting on a box in a room full of boxes. We have to unpack. But we are in Florida right now. Did you see the picture that I sent you on Snapchat of the gator? Of just earlier today? Yeah. It was a big fucking gator. The one of him in the water or on the grass? On the land. I saw him on the land. Oh, I know. He's huge. He's pretty big. Our dog is just absolutely terrified. <laughs> oh, she is she really? I, she, she really is. She's just terrified. She keeps looking at us like, <laughs> oh, like you're not a snack. I promise, you're not a snack. Um, yeah, she's just as long as she's super safe. Yeah, yeah. Simon took her out today and, and had her on the grass just kind of roaming around. And I was like, dude, put a leash on that dog because she's an appetizer right now. But he's like, oh, yeah, the gators crossed the water. So we've named him Reg. Reginald. Reg. That's Reg. That's the name we all settled on. Everybody's like, Reg is a good name. He's been sitting in our backyard since uh, we got here Saturday, since Sunday morning, <laughs> we, he popped up Sunday morning, and that was three days ago. So he is either he really likes it here, or he has spotted his appetizer and he's waiting to pounce. And I hope it's the former, not the, the former. Latter. Yeah, <laughs> my God. I hope it's the former too. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know we were getting a pet alligator when we moved here, but you can train him to sit. Well, you maybe you could do like one. the jump. I'll like what jump jump? Up for a, jump up for a treat. Him. <laughs> I'm not touching that thing. He's huge. The first day we saw him, he was sitting on the side of the lake. And we thought, oh, cool. We're such California people. We had no idea. We're like, oh, my God, grab a camera. Um, so we opened the door to go out, and he bolted. That thing was so fast. I had no idea. Did a creature of that size. What did you did you figure out if it was a gator or an or a crocodile? I'm sure he's a gator. I'm sure he's a gator. Um, I haven't looked that closely at him, but um, yeah, he looks more like a gator to me. 
um, I think his nose is quite pointy, <laughs> which is one of the telltale signs. Uh, just before we begin, I have a, a warning. I'm in the dorms at my flat, and the walls are pretty thin, and my roommate's playing guitar. So if there's some bleed and you hear some guitar playing, it's acoustic guitar playing, so it, it should be nice. But if you hear that, that's what that sound is. <laughs> that or Call of Duty. <laughs> oh, yeah, my roommate two doors down is always playing Call of Duty. So if you hear an, an expletive being sworn in the background, that's him. So <laughs> it's not mass nice. murder. <laughs> nice. So we want to start this week with a chat about dreams. We have a lot of dream things. And you in particular love, uh, what is it called when you wake up in the middle of your dream? Words escape. Lucid, lucid dreaming. Lucid dreams. The yeah, concept lucid of dreaming. lucid dreaming, yeah. So chat about that. Um, I don't really know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really well versed in it. It was something that I was really into the idea of in middle school. Um, but lucid dreaming has like pros and cons to it. I mean, the idea of lucid dreaming is just the state of being aware that you're in a dream whilst you're in a dream. So for a lot of people that can lucid dream uh, like without trying to, they just like automatically know they're in a dream. A lot of times I found just by talking to people, I used to have some friends back in high school that could do it and they all hated it because they would have nightmares and they would be lucid dreaming. So they knew it was a nightmare, but they couldn't get out of the nightmare. So it can in turn be very scary. But the idea is if you like can, you can train your brain to control the lucid dream um, to the point where you would be dreaming, you would be aware that you're dreaming, and you would be able to control what happens in your dream. So basically, you're just in this like cool mind world where you're just playing around. And I had a lucid dream once way back in seventh grade, only one time, and I spent probably at least a good two months beforehand, like practicing and training to try and have this lucid dream. And I did, and I, I still remember it so vividly. And like one of the things, and I won't go into the full depth of like my lucid dream, but I was probably like 14 at the time. And one of the ways that you train your brain is to do, uh, if you've seen the movie Inception, to do like quote unquote reality oh, checks. Um, so the idea, the equivalent that they do in Inception is the spinning top. Mm -hmm. But what you do is you basically because your subconscious is what you are in your dream. It's not you, it's your subconscious. And basically, you do something so many times in your conscious state, in your everyday normal day state, so frequently that it becomes a habit that your subconscious does as well. And it should be something that would not be able to be uh, accurately replicated in a dream. So like for me, what I did is I just bit my finger, not like freaking chomped it off or anything, but just like push down a little bit of pressure on my finger. And the reason I did that is because you can't feel pain in a dream. So I would bite my finger lightly in real life so frequently that my subconscious ended up biting my finger once in a dream. And I realized that I didn't feel anything. And then I was like, I'm dreaming. Oh, that's cool. So another one that you can do is check the time wait a couple seconds and then check the time again because in everyday life only a couple of seconds will have passed and in dreams there is no accurate representation of time so you might look at a dream or a clock in a dream and see 8 a.m and then look away and then look back and then it says 3 30 
or something like that. Like, it's not accurate because there's no real concept of time in dreams. So the idea is you just do something so much that you make it a habit and you almost, in a sense, like kind of wake yourself up from the idea that you're in a dream. So I, I did that once in a dream. Um, I, I remember it started, I was standing on this hill that we used to have in my hometown and I was watching and I saw um, the scene of like a car crash. It was like a car that had smashed into a tree and it was like smoking. And I, I thought, I was like thinking like, oh, I should probably leave. And instead of walking away, I bit my finger and I was like, I'm dreaming oh my gosh, this is so cool. And I was able to do a whole bunch of cool things. So like, I was able to like fly because I knew that I was dreaming. So I was like, there's no concept of gravity anymore if I don't want there to be a concept of gravity. So I just, I mean, I just like kind of floated above the ground, but I wasn't walking, I was flying or whatever. And then I dyed my hair because that's what's important to a 14 year old middle schooler. Um, (laughs) But it's, it's a really cool idea. And when you figure out how to lucid dream, you can then like train yourself inside the dream to be able to do things. So if it's your first lucid dream and you're trying to figure out how to like make things happen with your brain and like to get it to work together, you most likely won't be able to teleport to the moon on your first try inside of a dream. But floating a little bit above the ground isn't out of question. So that's a really cool idea and concept. Is it dangerous to force yourself into a lucid dream? I mean, if you're dreaming, you're in REM sleep, right? Mm-hmm. Or do you dream outside of REM? Do you go to REM? No, you dream, dream. You dream. Uh, it's should be when you're in REM sleep is when sleep paralysis happens, and thus you start dreaming. So if you're not fully in, or are you in REM? If you're in a lucid dream, I mean, you should be. It. You should be in REM sleep. The thing is, well, I'm not sure. I haven't done enough research, but I'll look back into it and tell you um, when I find out because I'll definitely look it up because this is just such an interesting topic to me. But I think the only time it's dangerous is if you're somebody that doesn't experience sleep paralysis, which is why it's also just as dangerous to be sleepwalking Um, Mm. because that's what happens. If you don't experience sleep paralysis, you are a sleepwalker. Um, because that's what your body freezes you while you're asleep so that you don't walk off a bridge because you're walking around in your dream and you're not in the same location or whatever. So that's the only time I really see it being dangerous. Um, I remember when I had a lucid dream, I got so excited that I almost woke myself up. So that could be like another thing. (laughs) Well, like, That's, like, one of the things is, like, you're supposed to maintain a calm demeanor because if you get so excited, like, oh, my God, I'm lucid dreaming right now, you can literally wake yourself up out of excitement. The same way you can scare yourself awake in a nightmare a lot of times. Um, And, you know, like, those times when you wake up out of a dream and you're like, oh, that was such a good dream and I just wish I hadn't woken up yet. It's, like, kind of the same thing, Um, which is like, I remember how I woke up from my lucid dream is I kicked. So maybe that was a sleep paralysis thing breaking, but I kicked my foot. And at the time I was wearing socks because my sock came off and it felt weird and it woke me up. So that was how I woke up out of my lucid dream. But yeah. What is the point of, of training yourself to do a, a, a lucid, to do, to have a lucid dream? I mean, is it, why would you do that? I just really like the idea of it. Um, I'm sure. So, I mean, then you kind of, like, play with the idea of, like, things that are hidden in your mind. 
Um, I know lucid dreaming, I'm pretty sure, okay, this, I could be totally wrong, and if somebody that's watching or listening to this knows and wants to fact check me, that's totally fine. Please inform me if you do know, because it's interesting. But I would imagine um, it would be a good way to find, like, repressed memories if you had, like, a trauma experience and you needed Mm -hmm. to, like, try and figure that out or, like, to try and settle some, like, anxiety. I imagine that could be some sort of thing that they also probably use in, like, hypnosis when there's, like, those kind of experiences. Um, As well as, have you ever heard the idea of a mind palace? No, but it sounds cool. So it's what the, it's supposedly, um, it's romanticized a little bit in fictional works, but a very, I think it actually came to exist, but I could be wrong. It might've just become like more mainstream known through Sherlock. That's like his memorization technique. And it's basically like, if you have, uh, everything stored in your mind in a certain way, you theoretically would not be able to forget anything. Um, and so the idea of that is creating a room that you know really, really well in your head. Like, I could do my dorm room. Or you could do, I don't know, if you go to church a lot, you could do, like, the church chapel. Or just, like, some place that you know and, like, the in real life that you can picture really, really well in your head. And then in your, I don't know, if you walk up to a bookcase and you pull out a book, it could be like a cookbook. And you could have all the recipes that you actually know, and this is in your mind, and then theoretically you would never forget the recipes because you have them in your head in your little book. So if you want to remember what those recipes are, you just go up to the bookcase, get the the cookbook, and you can look and see all those recipes or whatever. And sometimes, and I think you're supposed to train your brain with, like, memory clues, like, uh, I don't know, like an alliteration, oh, dog, or to remember some word that starts with a D or something like that. Um, that's something I haven't really explored to full extent, um, but I know it's possible. And the reason it's called a mind palace is because theoretically you're able to build more rooms on top of each other so that you can just create infinite amount of rooms to become like a palace. So I could do my dorm room and then I could do the recording studio and then I could do my kitchen because I know my kitchen really well. And then I could do, I don't know, the school office or something like that. And you just have like all these rooms with all these information, like, checkpoint reminders in your head is that along the lines of a photographic memory working with that i think it's the closest thing that you can train yourself to i did see this one video of a guy who uses the mind palace technique and he was able they tested it um he got like a 20 item grocery list and was able to memorize the barcode numbers for all 20 products. What? And then when he went to the checkout, he just told the cashier the barcode numbers. And that like is a, crazy. A barcode number, I mean, here's one I have, like, just conveniently, like, I had a book next to me. But, I mean, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 16, 8, 9. Uh, I think it's 9, depending on where you go, but... Um, yeah, nine digits, 20 different times minimum, and that's like a ton of numbers to just remember that's the order of, but crazy. he was able to do that. And do you want to know a fun fact? Here's Jones, fun facts um, for today. When you scan a barcode, you're actually scanning the white and not the black on a barcode. Oh, really? Scanned. Did not know that. Yeah. that was so glad I tuned Jones, in Jones, <laughs> fun facts, yep. <laughs> um, I do a lot of that kind of stuff with memorization i 
a picture a lot of things, so I don't know if I have photographic memory or not, but I certainly, if I write things down on a list and I forget my list, I can picture what that li list looked like in my head. And I don't always remember the things on it, but I can remember the shapes of what was on it and, and how it looked. Like if you write down the word salt, let's say it's a grocery list, salt, and then you write down peanut butter, sorry, I'm, um, I would picture the shape of the word salt and figure out what word that was. <laughs> and the shape, like there was a small word with four letters and an L and a T, and then there was peanut and butter, and they have about the same letters with a space in the middle. I would picture that in my head and be able to pretty much track everything. The other thing I was thinking about the other day when we were talking about dreams, uh, when we were coming up with this little thing, is a lot of people dream in color. Mm -hmm. I often dream in color, and that's what the dream is. Like I was in a blue Volkswagen, and it was all about the blue Volkswagen. But when I remember things and think about things, I always think in black and white. I oh, really? That's interesting. Always. I don't think in color at all. Like if there's a list I'm picturing or trying to remember things, everything's in black and white. And I so literally if you like. If you remember, like, a memory of, like, an old skating performance or something, it's in black and white in your head? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really? That's mm -hmm. so interesting. Yeah, when, the other day when I was thinking about it, I was trying to come up with things, and I was trying to think about things, and everything in my head was black and white. Like, I couldn't think of a color. And maybe that's why, because <laughs> I do interior design, um, when I look at it, I could look at a chair, and this chair could be blue. And I think, okay, I need to get a pillow for that, and... If I step away from the chair, if I turn away from it, I can't, I can't even picture what that blue was in my head. I can't oh, really? remember any, any colors. Yeah, I'm absolutely useless with things like that. I have to take the actual color with me. Otherwise, I can't. That's, I that's mean, actually really interesting. Did you know that some people, uh, each person has like a different spectrum on how vividly their imagination can remember things like if I said to you picture an apple some people can picture an apple perfectly clear almost like a photographic apple with a, the little glare on it and everything like that like a perfect beautiful red apple I'm like one of those people I can just picture it so vividly which is why I'm a, such an avid reader it's because everything mm -hmm. I just see it all but some yeah. people can't picture anything and they just start like no I can't yeah so it's yeah, interesting that you say that yeah, it's weird. I, I don't know why that is. I typically dream in color, but I have a lot of nightmares in black and white, which is very interesting. Or like... Um, because nightmares happen in graveyards and it's dark and all you have is the Not nightmare. necessarily always <laughs> black and white, but like I, I can think of like a lot of nightmares that are in like dustier or like darker colors, like tones. Um, but that's also like really weird. It's... I don't know, because if somebody, like, if I have a nightmare that involves blood, the blood is very bright, and, like, it's obviously blood. It's, like, it stands out or whatever, but, like, any mm -hmm. other color, it's, like, very dark and dusty and either cool tones or, like, really dark neutrals or whatever, but then, like, obviously <laughs> blood is blood. You know? Blood. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, dreams are pretty crazy. I don't, do you have any dreams that you had that are, like, favorite dreams or crazy dreams or things that you really really remember like oh, always remember this dream because I don't I rarely my, remember my dreams any rarely. dreams that I want to remember I write down I have a little log on my phone of some really cool ones but my of course you do. I mean pivotal pivotal moment <laughs> was that uh 
lucid dream. I haven't been able to have one since um, that. And I kind of just, like, stopped trying. But, I mean, that's something I'd love to try again. I have... I don't know why, but even, like, since I was a kid, I've just always had very violent dreams. Just in general. And it's apparent that distresses me. (laughs) Why? Well, you don't want your kid to be going through anything like that. There's... I, I mean, I told you once upon a time about... I'm I'm a believer in reincarnation, um, and I, I was talking to my I think it was my literature teacher in high school, and he had I think I told you the story you're probably bored of it but um, he had a it was like a nephew I think it was a younger child in his family but not his child, and um, this child was having nightmares as as a little baby and most little kids will have night they call them night terrors because little kids just wake up and they're screaming and just sweating and having just a horrible thing and they're like little teeny tiny babies and this kid was having night terrors over and over and over and they just could not calm this child he would wake up and he would when he was um waking up or in the middle of his dream he would complained that he was hot and he was burning and it was so hot and he was sweating and he just he was screaming because he was so hot and um they did take him to a psychologist or psychiatrist I'm not sure which one and they um had him hypnotized to see if they could calm him down to when he's just to get a night's sleep and they somehow through the the therapy session, I'm gonna get this all wrong, but this child, he was probably like six or seven at the time, um, drew out for them the entire dashboard of like a B-52 bomber from World War II, and to explicit detail. So the parents naturally would think that this child had a previous life and went down in World War II. I don't, you know, I have no idea if that happened or not, but this was my, teacher's relative so it's not like oh a friend of a friend of a friend this actually happened to him and that was pretty cool that he had dreams about that and they were able to help work him through any kind of memory that he had whether it truly was a memory in his body or soul or whatever you want to think about um or if it was just something he made up maybe he was watching scooby-doo one day and he saw something and it triggered i don't know but that's kind of cool to think that something could be stuck back there in the back of your subconscious. Mm. I think dreams are always, like, one of my favorite subjects. And me saying I have, like, violent dreams is, like, I don't know. It's, like, weird because just, like, even as a kid, I always had pretty, like, gruesome dreams. But it wasn't, like, I wasn't, like, somebody that had a ton of nightmares. Like... I would have, like, a very violent dream, and I'd just, like, kind of wake up, and I'd just be like, okay. How is that, how is that not a nightmare? What's the difference? I, I would consider a nightmare, like, me, not necessarily, like, I don't necessarily always, like, wake up, like, jolt awake from a nightmare, but, like, something that I'm like, uh, uh, or, like, yeah. it, you know, like, I do wake up from it, or, like, it causes you to wake up in the middle of the night from the dream is something I would constitute as a nightmare, and a lot mm-hmm. of dreams I've had that is, like, gory or very violent or something, I just, like, kind of wake up sometimes in the morning, sometimes in the middle <laughs> of the night, and I'm like, yeah, okay, and I so can, I just, like, beheaded. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, kind of, and then I just, like, go back to sleep. I, okay, so this is a very violent dream, so if anybody doesn't want to hear about, I'm not going to go into explicit detail, obviously, um, but skip ahead if you don't want to hear anything slightly 
more dark themed, but this is a dream I will never forget. And this is right after we moved into the apartment. And I did tell you about this dream um, when I had it because we, you thought we had a ghost in the apartment and I don't oh, believe in right. ghosts. I don't believe in ghosts, but I said this totally and right after ghosts. you said that you thought there was a ghost in the apartment, but it was yeah. literally the night after we had moved in and I had just gotten my bed set up in this new apartment and I fell asleep and I had a dream that I was not in. I was in, I was experiencing it from first person of another man. Like, it was some guy I've never met before. Uh, it was, and it, was it was, no, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, it was this man, and I was in his, like, his body, it was his perspective. I could hear him talking to himself, like, in his head, like, narrating, I guess, quote unquote. And it was literally how he was murdered. And that was, like, the dream was him being murdered like his like final like I don't know 20 minutes of life or whatever and the dream ended like as he was dying and I was like I woke up that was one that was definitely a nightmare because I like woke up like shivering like freaked out I could not stop thinking about it for like weeks it was so terrifying and I was like I don't know if this guy really existed or if this was just some figment of my imagination I don't know who these people were I don't even know the guy's name so I can't even like look it up to see if something happened um but it was it was very violent it was very gory um and it was it just like scar it was like so weird because I had nothing to do with the dream and it just like happened it was like I saw something from somebody else's life that I know nothing about it was just very weird why did we think there was a ghost in there I can't remember because Simon's bike kept falling and we had things on shelves that just kept flying off the shelf with and they were like like not near the edge or whatever and then something happened in my room um Oh, one time I thought I saw a person in my room, which very much freaked me out. Um, okay, but that my was eye is twitching. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, <laughs> uh, but I don't believe in ghosts, so that was just like a weird coincidence. Well, then what was it if it wasn't a spirit? What was it? In my room, it was the yeah. way the night shadow cast on my hoodie in the middle of the night. That's ghost. what that was. I was like, that looks like a person. And then I was like, oh, wait, never mind. It's just my hoodie. Let's table this for a future piece because we could go into this a lot. Um, so dreams, yeah, how about that? Um, so I wanted to talk to you about things that you like that other people hate or vice versa. Everybody else is loving it and you're just like, talk to the hand. Uh, both and ways. I would think... I would think, yeah, and I would think you would get a lot because you are an American in England. Oh, my gosh. You'd be like, yeah, every American likes that. And other people are like, not so much. Do you have any of those? Um, I don't know specifically <laughs> if it's like me being an American. Uh, though, just being here, like, and people like find out, like when I met people like a lot for the first time. Um, a lot of people asked if I was a Trump supporter and a lot of people asked if I owned a gun. Those were like the two really? main things. Yeah. Like immediately really? first things was like, Oh, you're American. So do you, do you support Trump? Do you own a gun? And I was like, well, <laughs> wow. Hi. Uh, nice to meet you too. What's your major? Um, like it was just like, it was just like something I got asked like right away. I don't think there's anything that's like 
um, just because I'm American, I like this and everybody else hates it. I can think about things that are specific to my personality, but none that's, like, American or British, vice versa. Um, Oh, wait, no, I can't think of one. I don't like chocolate oranges, and those are really big out here. Ooh, delicious. Yeah, but that's not just... That's not just a British thing, but it's a very yeah. British thing. It's a very liked likes. snack out here. Uh, and that's just not what my thing. TV shows? Right now, Bridgerton is a TV show that's on, I think it's on Netflix or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hugely popular. And I watched the first episode, and I was like, I am so not interested in this. <laughs> I just, first of all, it wasn't historically accurate. So that in and of itself makes me Called go. Called out. <laughs> Called out, man. I mean, it just... I don't know. Everybody's like, ooh, season two. They're, they're signed on for extra season. I could not care less. I have to, people out there talked about Bridgerton? I haven't heard much, but granted, we are still in lockdown, so I've only talked to the same three people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't really know. I, I don't really watch that because me and my flatmate, who actually watch stuff together, we're always watching anime, so... <laughs> Can't say I have much experience in that area, Unfortunately, you gotta say the sports. I mean, there's a lot of people who didn't even know the Super Bowl was just happening. And, I was uh, one of them, and I'm American. <laughs> Do you own a gun? Um, yeah, 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 really. <laughs> um, Super Bowl's great. Uh, we just it was just one in Tampa Bay, and we are just an, an hour south of that, really. So that's great. We're in Super Bowl territory here. Ooh, I had to root for Tom Brady this year, and I didn't really want to do that. Everybody loves Tom Brady. I do not like Tom Brady. There's um, your, there's just, one of yours for you. Just my thing. I know. I just, I think, you know, I, ha- I do have to give people credit for growth. And I think like most people, me included, that as you're younger, you're, you're a little hotheaded and, and arrogant about things that you can or can't do or whatever. So you have an ego about you and he is definitely, I mean, I don't like him, but you can't call him out for being a bad athlete. He is probably one of the all time five top athletes ever in the history of ever but um I just I didn't like him but I think he's he's softening a bit which is nice um I do think it's funny that in the UK that most people don't know anything about American football or baseball and yet we have a world series um but people there have no idea and occasionally they'll do um an NFL football game in the UK which is very nice to see um, all the support, if you go through the tube and people are wearing any kind of football jersey, any kind whatsoever, it doesn't matter if it's AFC or NFC or what teams, or if they're crosstown rivals or what, but they're just wearing a football jersey. And the people down in London are crazy excited about NFL football, which is great to see that kind of support. Because I think if World Cup soccer came here to America, it would get mediocre publicity I, I think most yeah, people would be like yeah who's that guy I don't know whatever what about um, music trends people who are supposed to be really fabulous that you're like I don't get oh, it oh or I have one that like I love that I am a huge k-pop fan and you know this so well almost better than anyone but I would say Aaron knows better because I never shut up about it to her but I'm a I'm a huge k-pop fan and k-pop fans get horrible reps and they get crapped on all the time uh and it's it's like not uh I don't I don't want to say it's not a trendy thing to like k-pop it's definitely getting more mainstream than it was 
um, a couple years ago. But that being said, I do think it is still kind of frowned upon. Um, Why? I think K-pop fans kind of get pigeonholed the same way um, like boy band fans, fangirls were. Um, That's what I think like about it, yeah. A lot of like, oh, like One Direction, huge fangirls, like swoon kind of thing. It's the same like kind of pigeonholing. And I think that is very much seen because K-pop is definitely targeted towards a younger audience. Like me and my best friend, who's my age as well, um, we're both really big K-pop fans. And we're like in the older group of K-pop fans. Um, so, I mean, it's it's oriented towards younger girls. Like, that's what it is oriented to. So that's probably why people get that idea is, like, 13, 14 is, like, a really common age to, like, be really into K-pop. Um, especially because the K-pop idols are so young. Like, I mean, BTS is an old, not like an old group, an older group. They're one of the senior groups in K-pop. And I mean, like the youngest or the oldest member just turned 29. Like, so like K-pop groups, like they're so young. There's, there are K-pop idols that are like currently debuted and like successful, like really well-known K-pop idols that are younger than I am. And that's scary to think about. Yeah, what about um, movies and TV shows and things? Do you like I, for a while everybody's all about the Marvel stuff and Star Wars in particular? I know that's not Marvel, but Star Wars in particular, people are crazy about Star Wars. You gotta go see the movie on the night it was released and all that. And I, I saw one Star Wars movie. <laughs> no, I think I saw a second one. I couldn't tell you what it was. I don't, I don't even remember. And it was funny because I went back to work on Monday after seeing it over the weekend and a bunch of my workmates were like, oh, what did you think? And I thought, it was okay. And they said, do you think so-and-so, blah, 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 whatever. The, I I was so checked out on that movie. I'm like, yeah, I, I didn't even, I don't know. <laughs> I feel Star like Wars, not my thing. <laughs> I, I'm not a Star Wars person either. I haven't seen Star Wars. I honestly, like, I don't know anything about it. It's just not my shindig. I don't really like a ton of space like related. I don't like space things at all. I hate space, no. so I would not like it. I know that. Um, I don't, I just don't, it doesn't click for me. Um, the gr- giant fuzzy bear is, I'm out. I'm already out. There's a fuzzy bear that they fly around with in space with. I'm already, I'm already upsetting so many Star Wars fans. But they fly around, they fly around space with a giant fuzzy bear who literally growls. He, li- yeah, he just like yawns like freaking Bigfoot does, and they can all understand him. They can. Yeah. How do they understand that? The bear's like, and they're like, good point. Let's do that. And I was like, what did he I say? I know. I just, I'm. I'm out on Star Wars, I, I, not doing but it. But in to play devil's advocate, people also I I know people that have both sides of those opinions with with Harry Potter too, and I'm a huge Harry oh, Potter totally. lover. Yeah, but a lot of people are like they literally are wizards who go to magic school and wave wands around like they wave sticks at each other and lights flash. Um, so like I know people that don't like Harry Potter. And I can, I don't agree with their opinion, but I can respect it, so. So respect mine. I, one show that I just, like, wasn't, I couldn't get into, I tried to get into it, and I just couldn't, was Stranger Things. Oh, I'm not going to say ba- Dr. 
Doctor Who. Mm-mm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bash Stranger Things because I don't think it needs to be bashed. But I, I couldn't. You like I just Stranger Things. No, I have never yeah. gotten into it. Simon likes Stranger Things. Really? I I haven't even. I've I've watched four episodes. I couldn't. I couldn't keep going. I would literally was like, I'm so bored that I got on my phone halfway through like episode two, and I was like, I have no idea what's going on. It's like, I was. That's it me was just on in the background. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I just like I couldn't follow it. It couldn't hook me so I'm still somebody that like a book can do way better than a movie can for me or any sort of visual representation I was thinking about that the other day because um I'm somebody that like when I read I can picture everything that happens so well in my head and I mean there's pros and cons to both forms of media I guess of the book and the movie Mm -hmm. because the book you have the I mean you never know if what you picture is what the author wants you to picture you never know you know you could be reading some character's intonation completely wrong one time I read a character's accent British like the entire series and I found out he was American and I was like I've been reading this wrong the whole time um (laughs) but I mean that's just like how I read the character but like I find more comfort in that than the idea, like, who knows? I I get more disappointed if I go to a movie and the character doesn't look or sound like what I thought they would sound like in the book. So, mm. I mean, personally, I'm just somebody that, like, the words move me more than the pictures do. So I'm somebody that, as long as it's a book, I'm more satisfied. So I'm, like, more inclined to like it. <laughs> I'm good, yeah. What about food? Is there certain kinds of foods that people like that you're like, why don't I like this? This is supposed to be the big thing. I personally do not like ice cream. I I have trouble with dairy anyways, but I, I don't like ice cream. And people always I go, used oh, to touch. I like ice cream. Yeah. No. I used to no, be like, like on and off with it. I was like, mm-hmm. I can be in the mood for ice cream sometimes. But since I moved out, I've just been hyped up on ice cream. Blah! Like, like really? when I moved out, like, not not so much, like, right when I moved out, but probably around, like, November, December, I just all of a sudden, like, started craving ice cream. And, like, really? me and my flatmate, like, used to get ice cream, like, all the time last semester, and we'd be like, want to go get ice cream? And I honestly, <laughs> like, it's probably a good thing that the only other meal I had was porridge, because I probably, like, compensated for a lot of weight in, like, calories. losing it in porridge and putting it right back on an ice cream, like... I don't even understand what what's so good about ice cream. First of all, it's cold. I don't like cold things. Oh, I um, love I cold. Drink, I drink beverages without ice because I don't like ice. Um, so it's cold, so that's bad. Um, it's not sweet, is it? It's not like... Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I don't really Depends what so. flavor I, you I get. I would rather... Dep- Go ahead. It just depends what flavor you get. I'm not getting any trailer because I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I know. Dad's always like, you know what, you want to go get an ice cream? Let's start with Dairy Queen. I'm like, okay, I'll go with you. <laughs> I'll, I'll sit in the car. I know, I'm kind of a killjoy on that. I don't like ice cream. I'm I'm a big fan of porridge, like I just said, which is oatmeal in the United States. There's a name difference. Um, I literally, I love it with my whole heart. And it's not very hyped up across the world. Um, I know pretty much every person I know makes fun of me for liking porridge as much as I do. There will always be porridge in my uh, 
pantry. And not just that, like, I don't just get, like, Quaker. I have, like, a giant thing of, like, real Scottish oats. And I, like, scoop my oats into the bowl, and I, I make porridge with water, which apparently is also weird. Apparently you're supposed to do it with milk. I didn't know that. I've always made it with water. But I heat up my water, and I pour it in, and I'm like, yeah, add a little brown sugar on top of that. Perfection. <laughs> and you know what? It's ready in minutes. Sometimes and in it's seconds. Cheap. Yeah. It's cheap. It's cheap, and it's decently healthy for all the other crap that you can put in your body for today's day and age. So a lot of college students, while they're doing their bowls of ramen noodles, you're doing. I'm doing porridge. Joan is doing porridge. Porridge. Curb the freshman fifteen. <laughs> yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Any other kind of foods that like people are just like all about? Well, I, don't know. I can't have any peanut foods because I have a life-threatening peanut allergy, and because mm-hmm. of that, uh, I can't have Chick Fil A. I can't have Nutella. I can't have M&M's, and all three of those are very hyped up. Uh, so I'll never understand the hype because I'll never know the hype around yeah. those three things. Peanut M&M's are okay, but regular M&M's, no. I, I don't have much of a sweet tooth. I think I'd rather have a a, a garlic triscuit with a little bit of ham and cheese on it. Oh, that, that sounds good. I have a massive sweet tooth, so I can't relate. It used to be, when I was college age, I would certainly call a Snickers lunch. And my girlfriend and I used to, we used to skate at, at the evening. We'd do whatever we had to do during the day, and then we'd meet at the rink at night. And then we'd skate for like four hours, and we'd like burn so many calories. We were just sticks at that time. And then we would drive home together, and we would always, <laughs> so bad, we would stop at... Um, like a 7-Eleven or whatever and get some cookie dough and a container of milk and we would split it in the car on the way home so we'd like nice. to nice you get the cookie dough in the big long tubes you just kind of nosh on a bite and hand it to the other person and go, 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 go on the milk and hand that and we would just that That's would be nice. our that'd be dinner <laughs> you know similarly to that like everybody has I feel like everybody unless you're like a super healthy eater has had like one thing like that where like it's like a common routine and mine was in eighth grade my best friend and I every day for lunch we would get our lunch and we'd sit together and we'd fangirl about five sauce like that's like all we did and we used to get pizza uh and the bag of um ruffles sour cream and cheddar and oh, apple juice and apple juice and then if like so it wasn't this one wasn't a daily occurrence but sometimes we'd even get a sugar cookie on top of that and I genuinely <laughs> neither of us were like I mean I was a competitive tennis player at the time uh but both of us were like absolute rails and I genuinely have no clue how we didn't gain any weight from that or like a ton of weight from that we might have. I mean, I don't know. But, like, we were both so thin at the time. And, like, every day we were just eating junk. And I don't know how that happened. Because puberty hadn't hit yet. Yeah, it did. I was in eighth grade. I had already gone through puberty at that time. Oh, okay. Say most <laughs> like, I, whatever you want. Yeah, Don't I was like, like I don't... <laughs> I did not know how that worked. <laughs> um, We have uh, just a little transition here. We have a, an Instagram page set up. Please feel free to follow it, Girls Cross Pond, on Instagram, and we'll have some pictures there. And feel free to comment in on any of your things that you may... I just 
heard my American accent so strong when I said that. You're. Why you are. You're. Yeah. Any of your things that you love that other people hate or whatever, I'd love to hear from you. That'd be fun. Um, any kinds of things that you like and other people don't like. Or vice versa. Yeah. So, um... I, I wrote down, the last thing I wrote down here was scheduling an organization. And I think I did that because I was so impressed with you, my darling, um, as you started the new year. Actually, I think, I think you started to do it last year, um, writing your little schedule out and color coding it and doing all sorts of cool things. I thought that was wonderful. And you need to share that. Because uh, college kids well, get off track. <laughs> this is, I'll take it off my wall. I have it blue tacked up right now. Um, but... I like to, dun, 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 dun. so something that like works for me is I need to like dedicate specific amounts of time each day to do the things that I want to get done. I know that like if it's just like, oh, I want to study Korean today, I probably won't do it unless I literally make sure I'm like, okay, from one to two, I'm going to study Korean or whatever. If I just say I want to do it, it'll get put on the back burner and I won't do it. Um, because I'll end up watching Netflix instead. That's just like how my brain works. So this is what I have organized. So it's just Monday through Friday and it looks terrifying, but I swear it's not as scary as you might think. Um, but basically it does, but I leave food for meals and like there's some of these like are like really, really loose. Like, um, it, it starts at eight in the morning and it goes until seven at night. So it's a pretty full day. Let me ask you, why do you write it out rather than using a planner? I have it on my phone as well. Um, I just like the visual representation. Um, I am just somebody, I think, in general that prefers paper to pen. Okay, I use a planner. And I like the, the, um, the apps that are on, whether you go to Apple or, or Google Play or whatever. But there's so many great apps, and I use one called AnyPlan which I think is the best planner I have ever seen because it has your day, your week, your month, blah, blah, blah. You write your notes, you can tag your notes, you can categorize your notes, you can color code your notes. You can also write all your tasks. They forward immediately. If you miss something, it automatically shows up on the next day in a, with a red reschedule notification. So you can see what you missed doing yesterday. It's highlighted for you. Um, I, I'm a real advocate that that any sort of system like that needs to needs to work automatically and that you shouldn't be the one working it do you know what i mean so i was just curious why you chose to why you like to i get very frustrated with online planners and it's like i it's just genuinely something that i get i lose patience with so quickly because the way that I do it this way is that every week I'm doing this, like my Mondays every week look the same and I like it that way. That's like the, I, it's in my head and it works that way. And it's just like easy and simple. And you know, if I decide, you know, oh, I need to have a doctor's appointment or something that's like, you know, something that isn't a weekly occurrence or something, that's fine. Like write it in. But I just like, I need this to be like a tangible thing and writing it down one helps me remember it. But 
I don't know. I just, I lose, I have, I have no patience for digital planners and I can't get my planner and calendar to sync up. And I just, I, it frustrates me. It literally frustrates me so much that I like get tempted to throw the electronic device across the room. Like it, I have zero patience for it. I just, I can't do it. Like, and like, this looks, <laughs> I know I really am. It's just like, I, it pisses me off. I get so angry. I just like doing it this way. Why is paper so bad? But you're cutting down trees to make it happen. Okay, but I already owned this paper and I had it in my thing way up there for like potentially years. So this paper has been chilling, been waiting to be used. Um, (laughs) But like some of these, I keep them like loose. So it's not necessarily like, oh, I'm going from this time to this time. I'm going to do this exact homework assignment. It's just more like, okay. Uh, starting at four, I'm going to practice mm-hmm. and that will just go until whenever my day is done. Or like, uh, one of them, like I have set time set aside to film my YouTube video and stuff like that, that I need to do, but it's pretty loose. And I also keep in mind, like, um, if things need to be shifted, I shift it with something else on the same day. So like so if I, happens. yeah. So if I'm studying Korean, um, in the morning but then in the morning my brain just like isn't working and I just can't get my brain to like load because it's too early maybe I'll switch Korean with recording and so then I'll record in the morning and then when I get to the time in the afternoon that says record I'll study Korean at that time and I just like trade it tit for tat kind of thing yeah I think um I think you're really good with that um I I joke with you about having to write things down but you know seriously it is whatever works best for you. I think one thing that you do better than I do, which I hate to admit because I feel like I'm very organized, is that you actually schedule your day. I just have Mm. my task list of like, I gotta get through all these tasks or they're gonna run over and I've got more tasks scheduled for tomorrow. Um, So I don't tend to work my schedule as much. I I work my task list, but um, yeah, I think you do a great job with that. And I think it's really, really important to have one of those lists. I know your brother does not. And he's <laughs> boom he's called always, out. He called out. He's always like, "I got it, I got it, mom, I got it." Um, and then I'll ask him how things go, and he go, "Oh, I forgot to do that." And I think, well, get a list, get an organizer, <laughs> get something. Um, so yeah, there's all sorts of ways. Um, we finally got your father to get rid of his Franklins. <laughs> oh, Remember that funny. big tub of Franklins yeah, yeah. that we had when we moved? We. Uh, got rid of that which is great um i personally just love my, my little organizer feel free to download it called any plan it's actually it's 6.99 or seven bucks something like that on the apple store um and a lot of people will probably turn away from that going i'm not going to pay that much for an app but if you think about going over to office depot or staples or whatever and buying a planner it's probably going to be 15 20 bucks and it's only good for a year this is good forever <laughs> Yeah, but Which my paper nice. was free. You cut down a tree. I that that paper was not an entire tree. Okay, but you and I did not do the tree. chopping. I did the buying. Um. Anyways, we're not going to get into the paper cut down conversation because that's going to trigger a whole giving, bunch of people. But I'm giving you a hard time. I think it's yeah, great yeah. Let's not get doing. into I'm that just... conversation. I'm just teasing you. So I have to tell you about one little thing because I'm at the end of my stuff for today. But um, we were traveling. We we just relocated to Florida, as I was saying. And um, we drove a U-Haul. And I don't think I told you this. <laughs> Did I tell you about the car we almost hit? 
maybe 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 i don't know we pulled in uh, we were driving the first day and the honest to god the the we looked probably two weeks ahead of time we were watching the weather because we could see that big storm that was hitting texas and hopefully anybody from texas who's listening is safe and has come through the other end of that but that was a terrible terrible storm we originally were looking at the midwest route through kansas and and all that and we thought oh the roads looked really really bad so let's go down to texas and go the southern route through louisiana and all that and um then that storm hit and we thought we can't get through either way <laughs> this is not good we're trying to get through and so we found this one little window and it was it was perfect talk about meant to be it was perfect that it was hit one day and that would be the day before we were getting to that place and then it would hit this day and then we'd get to it the next day so we were just we were like threading a needle to get through the midwest and we we did it and um the worst weather we had was heading out of denver literally out of the u-haul parking lot to get onto i-25 was the worst weather we had and then we got through it and everything was great but we were driving a u-haul and towing my honda <laughs> behind on a flatbed because the honda's got a lot of miles on it we didn't want to drive it so we thought let's put it actually on a flatbed not just tow it and uh so we had this huge gray head behind us but we pulled into the first night we got to Kansas City and we pulled into a hotel and it had a tandem parking spot that we could pull forward and get it all the way and get the whole thing <laughs> the whole shebang into one parking spot and we pulled in and this was not me driving um, but we were <laughs> in short so it's all your dad's fault it hit my dad my husband um, we pulled around this, this spot and we brought it in and I hopped out of the passenger side and it was like, oh, I'm so tired. And I looked around and the way we pulled in the front, this is the truck, this thing, and it pulled in straight and the, the bed with the Honda is like this behind it because <laughs> it didn't come around all the way. So we weren't really in the tandem spot. We were like this and there was another car parked right here. And I'm not even kidding. We were inches like probably that far from hitting this car and i got out and i literally i felt like um doc doc whatever his name is dr doc brown from uh back to the future i got out and i was like oh, great scott <laughs> it, was, it was i my heart just started pounding we were so close and not only were we close but then we had to move it to not to get it out of there and it was oh my god we were like oh, what have we just done we almost hit this car but we got out of it fortunately there was nobody off to our other side and we could kind of pull it out the other way but it was i'm not even kidding like everybody hold your breath because we're not gonna hit this car it's all good That's and after terrifying. that it actually was because we didn't think that much about it the whole first day every time we pulled into a gas station we didn't think about the back end of this thing <laughs> with this honda sitting on a flatbed so that the next day every time we turned a corner each of us had our heads sticking out the window <laughs> we were taking extra care but we made it we made it safely we hit nothing other That's a story a that you can holes. only tell and it can only be funny because it didn't, it, nothing bad happened. That's right. Everything else was good except for, <laughs> this is bad planning on my part. Um, there's a mountain range called the Appalachians. Mm -hmm. You've heard of them, right? Yes. Um, turn, turns out they cross the freeway that we were driving 
<laughs> and we didn't know it. Um, we were looking on the maps, on a map app, and it didn't. Oh, you we did tell looking, me this. You did tell me this. We weren't looking at satellite. We were just looking at a map, and we're like, oh, yeah, that's a clear shot. And um, we were heading through Tennessee, which, by the way, Tennessee, beautiful state. You need to get your roads fixed. And the potholes from border to border, it was crazy. Tennessee was so, so bad. And as soon as you cross over to Georgia, pristine. So bad roads <laughs> in Tennessee. But the, the state of Tennessee was absolutely beautiful. Even even Nashville, which is like a downtown kind of gritty area, it was still mm, beautiful. But um, we were driving through outside of Nashville, and we didn't climb anywhere. We didn't go up any altitude that we realized. I guess it was such a gradual climb into the mountains we hadn't even realized and we came out through this area and we were like oh i was taking pictures and posting everywhere this is beautiful and then we saw the sign that said the next four miles a 6.4 grade downhill use lower gears all this kind of stuff and we're towing a car on a flatbed scariest thing ever because if you're driving and you try to hit your brakes or downshift that flatbed can jackknife so easy and it could pull you around and the speed of it especially if you slow down and the bed doesn't it'll pull you down into a ditch you can go backwards so fast and we we were on the, the downhill before we knew it we were like oh my god for, for it, however long it took us to get down neither one of us said a thing we just sat there absolutely white-faced i was holding on to the side to the side just all the way down this hill. And as soon as we got down, I burst into tears. I just like streaming down my face because I could not believe how scared I was that we were just gonna end up in a ditch coming down that bad boy. So yeah, the Appalachians actually run through Nashville. Most people probably know that. I only just found that out. That was good. Yeah, I wasn't even there, but just the idea of that makes me sick to my stomach. You know, coming into no. Vail, we've done that a bazillion times. Coming into yeah, yeah, Vail, yeah. coming out. You were of... saying it's oh, like yeah. the same. Exactly the same, but you know you're going uphill, going into the Eisenhower Tunnel. We didn't know we were going uphill. We didn't feel anything till we were coming down. Terrifying. Terrifying. But, mm. uh, yeah, a couple bad potholes. I had Mel on my lap on some of them, and we hit them so hard that she flew up in the air. <laughs> Big big potholes yeah one I'm, she even squealed I, it's, <laughs> it was, it was cute. <laughs> wait, wait wait was she hurt no not at all uh, she didn't hit her head i mean we had plenty of clearance but she was on why my did lap she squeal because she, she went airborne the potholes were huge in tennessee huge <laughs> that's weird oh <laughs> we're bouncing around i tried to video it but you know my camera was like <laughs> But it was good. We're saff and the U-Haul is returned and not a car was dented. Very nice. Not a tire was flattened. Not and a now tire we just was have flattened. we just have Ridge to deal with now. Yeah. So it's all good. And guess who has made an appearance here? Oh, is it the dog in question? It is the dog in question. Oh, I hope you are guys are watching on YouTube. Oh my goodness, what a cutie patootie. Oh hi Melody. <laughs> she looks she looks so confused. She's like, why am I vertical? <laughs> How's your bitch? Have you said hello to him? Hi Mel. Hi Mel Bell. 
Look at the ears. Oh, it looks, it literally looks like she's looking at me. Oh, how (laughs) stinking cute. Uh, so, follow us on Girls Across the Pond on Instagram if you want to see more of Mel Bell. (laughs) Mel Bell. She's awesome. Um, Um, we have some things going on, uh, coming up, but not necessarily. Before we do that, we have, before we do that, we have one more segment. We do? That you always skip. Our language learning segment. Oh, foreign language has been tough for me this week. It's no excuse, but you know, obviously, packing and moving was was a lot. But I, I did, I was able to listen to quite a few learning things. And here's what I learned about Russian this week. Oh, I've got dog hair on my nose. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I learned subject verb agreements are very, very similar uh, to how they are in American English and American in English. <laughs> Um, so when you talk about, I ate the apple, you will still say things like I ate, but you won't say connectors like an and the, you will just say, I ate apple. It won't be I apple ate, which is kind of what you're running into, like the verbs in the Korean subject. is a subject object verb. I hamburger uh, eat. Or SVO, subject verb object. So that's mm. good to know. And we, I went through a bunch of those and then, um, uh, what was the other thing I just found out? I wasn't prepared for language. I forgot. Did you was, did you look into things. Did you look into the silent vowels? I'm curious. I did not. I haven't had a chance to actually sit down. I I don't even know where my Russian stuff is. Oh, that's We're sitting funny. in so many boxes. But I did listen to quite a few podcasts of or uh, YouTube videos. Actually, is what they were. Um, and I I am able to get on that 101 one that you told me about. There's a free version that I found. Mm. So more coming on that. What was the other thing I thought? Oh, those are the two things I can talk about um, this week. Was this the verb thing? Oh, the negatives. If you have a negative, like I don't want to eat this apple or whatever mm. in American or English. Why do I always say in American? Say in American? Why do I say that? I don't know. Um, you say the translation will be I don't want no whatever so they'll you'll hear a sentence and you'll hear that yet in there no is yet um so you'll say you know i want yet apple so i want uh, no apple kind of a thing so i'm i'm learning the grammar of it and i also the third uh video or podcast that i was listening to was a really good one because it put a lot of things in perspective for me it was actually a symposium some uh of polyglots you would love it <laughs> <laughs> um, but she was talking about the different ways people choose to learn languages. And you may already know this because you're so advanced with this kind of Is stuff. Is it about input but language learning? Is this about input language learning? There were eight different ways that she was suggesting. And she was saying that, you know, things that have worked for different polyglots that they were all talking about was, you know, either learning a little bit of it and then just going full immersion, just knowing enough to be dangerous. <laughs> And then mm-hmm. going full immersion. Then there was others that do like what you do, which is sit down and actually learn the mechanics of how to speak that language. And that's, I'm actually that's closer what... to the first. Really? Mm-hmm. I would have thought. I you, mean, because you're always. I sit down and self-study, but the way I am with my Korean tutor is that I'm studying meticulously with a book to get to uh, to get out of beginner and into intermediate. And then for the rest of the grammar points, it's mostly learned through conversation. 
conversational. Yeah, that's yeah. What she, that's that's what she was talking about. Talking about. Um, she's she was saying you know a lot of these things like the uh, Rosetta Stone and Duolingo and things like that. They're okay, but they're just throwing words out there. So there's just a, not a lot of context. Mm-hmm. to those and she's kind of steering people away from that which was good so I hadn't really thought about the method of learning and that put a lot of perspective into me so because I have a, a workbook that I'm just kind of working through the alphabet still because it's you know because it's not romanticized um, it's it's a whole different alphabet so I've got to still wrap my head around that and my, my desk should be appearing this week and I should be able to unpack some boxes and actually sit and do that, which will be great because the last two to three weeks of my life have been kind of chaos in trying to get this move together, but we're settled and it feels really good. I don't know how long we'll be here if this is it <laughs> or if we're just snowbirds. I have no idea. I don't know where I'm going to be and I like it like that. Mm. How about you? Um, for me, I'm teaching a phrase. Um, that kind of goes along with the phrase I taught in the first episode, which, just to remind everybody, it's Whiting. That was Whiting. the first the first phrase. Um, and this one's a little bit longer. Uh, in full speed, it's Hal Suisoyo. And uh, slowed down. Hal as one word, Su as one word, and then the third word is Isoyo. Hal Su Isoyo. Hal Suisoyo. And it means. What's the first word? Hal, Romanized H H A L. Okay, how? Um, how? Yeah, how suisoyo. And it means you can do it. Oh, so I like that. It's said what commonly along. Thing. It's said commonly along with uh, fighting. You can say, fighting, how suisoyo. Or in reverse, how suisoyo, fighting. And you can do this. You got it. I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for you. Um, so that's another one that you say a lot. And you can also rephrase it and raise your tone at the end. How suisoyo. Meaning, you can do this, like, oh, you're able to do blank, so you can put a word in front of it, I don't know, swimming. Suyong, how suisoyo? You can swim. Can you swim? Um, are you able to swim? That's, like, what you're asking. And you can also say it with any language in front of it. And literally, word for word, what you're saying is, can you English, if you were to say that? But it means, can you, are you able to speak English? So, English... I would say, can in, you American? <laughs> yeah, English in Korean is yongo. Why... E O N G E O Yongo, and it uh, so you would be saying Yongo Hal Suisoyo. Can you speak English or Korean? Hangugo Hangugo Hal Suisoyo. Can you speak Korean? Um, is what that phrase is. And for studying, but didn't you, wait a minute? Wait, wait, wait! Didn't you just ask how are you doing? No. What is the Hal Suisoyo? Hal Suisoyo means uh, Hal Suisoyo as a question is can you do this? Okay. So, as, as a statement, yeah. what is it? Har suisoyo, you can do this. You've got this. I can, you do, can this. do this. You can it because there's no subject, so you're literally just saying can do this. Um, so it means I can do this. You can do this. You've got this. You can do it. And you're changing the inflection at the end. Yeah. If you raise it to the, uh, if you raise the end, har suisoyo, it becomes yeah. a question, and it means they do can that you do in this? Russian as well. Mm-hmm. I heard that it, in Russian that you just do that inflection. But I haven't gotten yeah, that Yeah, you, you so. just do that if um, you don't have a subject. So it's the same way as, like, uh, the example I use is tired in Korean is pigonheo in the present tense. Um, that's just to be tired. So even though I don't say I, if I just wanted to say tired, I could just say pigonheo, and it means I'm tired. 
But if I wanted to ask you if you were tired, you look a little sleepy, I'd be like, oh, 피곤해요? Are you tired? So it's it's that kind of thing. Um, But as for studying techniques, uh, recently I've been focused on um, shadow imitations, which basically uh, is watching native speakers. So I've been watching a K-drama called Run On. Uh, It's on Netflix. And um, as the Korean speakers speak their lines... Um, I listen to it and then I have the subtitles on with the Korean subs on. So then I'll take it and I'll say it slowly so that I like know each word. And then I imitate their inflection and tones. And then I try and say it at the same time as them another time through in the same tonality with them. So that's what I've been focused on is shadowing. Nice. The, um, the symposium I was listening to said that as well. And I was thinking about RM and watching Friends. Because I thought, oh, that's yeah. exactly what that is. Just knowing it's, what the show is in your language and then watching it in the other. Yeah, well, it's not just, like, necessarily watching it in the other language. Because, like, a great resource if you uh, have Netflix is... Uh, I, it just changed the name, but it's a browser extension. And it used to be called Learn Languages with Netflix. I'm not sure what it's called anymore, but you can look it up under the browser extensions under that name. And it'll still come up. But it basically hooks up to your Netflix account. And any program that you watch in your target language, so for me it would be a K-drama if you want to watch a Russian film, it'll come up with the Korean subtitles first, and then underneath is the translation. But you can hover over any of the Korean subtitles, and it'll just tell you what that specific word means. Oh, nice. Um, So you can just, like, kind of piece it apart. So while watching in your target language, just, like, for immersion purposes, is good, having the subtitles and then mimicking how people are speaking, what, oh, especially if it's a formality-based language, which I'm not sure if Russian is, but I'm pretty sure it is, um, knowing, like, oh, in this situation, these two characters are speaking informally f- with each other. So, or in this situation, only this character is speaking formally and the other person's using informal speech. How does that work? What is their status that's causing that to happen or whatever? Mm. More info to follow. Just good things to think so, about. I don't know. I was actually, even though I didn't get very far this week, obviously, I was very pleased that I got as far as I did because we were so nomadic <laughs> moving around. Um, yeah, good job. How so should expecting... <laughs> There you go. So, yes, I'm excited to, uh, to progress this week. Okay, so that is all we have for now. Um, our teasers of upcoming things. We have ASMR um, and misophemia. Misophemia? I want to talk about that because I think I have that. That's bad. It, it's so annoying. Uh, I guess we'll find I out know. together. I know. Uh, why the UK? Why the UK is the best place to live versus why is the US the best place to live? Dun dun dun. That's a segment um, I did not consent to filming. That segment. <laughs> <laughs> I will just reject that plus we have a couple other uh surprise things that are coming up i would like to have a discussion about the beatles very soon oh i'm 100 percent there for that conversation no everybody loves the beatles i was curious as definitely why the beatles were, were so great and why they were such such a landmark band as opposed to the who and the rolling stones and all those other bands that are great but why do the beatles stand out more than the other ones so i'd like to chat about that and that is all i have folks Ah, thanks for listening. We really appreciate you sticking with us, especially during all these technical difficulties. 
We look forward to seeing you in our next episode. If you're listening on any podcast streaming service, make sure you're following us so that you can get updates on our uploads. And if you're watching us on YouTube, talking with each other face-to-face, thanks for being here. Make sure to subscribe, and you will have to hit the notification bell so that you don't miss a single one of our uploads. And uh, make sure you're following us on all of our socials. You can find it on some link on whatever platform you're on. There will be a link to both our Facebook page and our Instagram page. We'd love for you to check us out over there and send us some comments. Say hi so that we know that you're listening. And we appreciate you. There you go. All right. Chat with you soon. Bye, guys. Bye.